social, impact, everywhere. Welcome back, my fellow social impactors, to another episode of the Social Impactors Podcast. Today, we have another guest, and the guest today is Leanne Mallory. And Leanne Mallory is founder and CEO of Leading in Motion, and she's an embodiment teacher, which is she is helping people connect with the wisdom of their bodies so that they can lead in both sustainable and effective ways. So I first want to start off with saying, Leanne, thank you so much for being here with me today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. So I want to jump into this because I want to know what an embodiment teacher is. And I feel like people listening do too. So uh, the first question I have is just who you are, what you do, and on the lens of being a social impactor in the world. Absolutely. Um, It's all very connected for me. So I'm excited to be talking to you. Um, Let me just tell you a little bit about what an embodiment teacher is and how that relates to what I do. Um, Essentially, Uh, Like you said in my introduction, what I really think about myself as being is a weaver of people back into connection with their physical bodies, but that also really includes um, their self-awareness, their mindset, their emotions, all of the things that we tend to, generally speaking, leave outside the workplace, depending upon where we work and what what the culture is like there. Um, So very much I have spent um, really a lifetime (laughs) studying how, um, how, how, how we people work, right? What makes us tick, um, how we do things, what drives us, all of these various things that have us be either excellent or a little less excellent at what we do. And fundamentally, in the context of doing that work, what I've come to see is that when people can feel themselves, quite literally actually feel their physical bodies, but also feel their emotions, feel the relationship between themselves and others, um, all of the things that really equate back to being fully sensate and fully quote unquote embodied, um, then they're much more likely to make choices that don't harm others, period. (laughs) Therefore, um, if a leader is fully embodied, if a leader is able to be in contact with their own life force energy and the life force energy of others, if a leader is able to feel, if a leader is able to become aware of how their presence, their way of moving through the world, it is essentially they're also much more able to be aware and willing to be aware of the impact that they make on others. Um, I personally tend to believe that it's really being able to feel those things and sense those things that lead us to choose to be social impactors or that lead us to choose to um, make choices that are not just good for us, but good for others as well. And so in many ways, I would say the mission of my work and of Leading in Motion is to help reconnect those things in places where they've gotten a bit disconnected. So why do you think in some places, you know, you talked about the workplace, why do you think in some places they become so disconnected? Well, that brings us to some really interesting questions very quickly. Um, (laughs) I mean, one of the things I'm very interested in is... um, this question about business and driving for um, an ever-increasing bottom line. And I don't think this is the only, you know, kind of answer to your question, but it's sort of what comes to mind first since I'm thinking about it a lot lately, which is there are just other other choices, other forces that drive us that um, are sometimes in conflict with doing what's best for everyone or ha- making a, an impact socially. Um, and it tends to be the case that when you live, work, get socialized inside of a culture where that's the thing that's put first, um, the 
the conflict between uh, the choice to serve that and the choice to serve something else that you might feel drawn to gets pretty strong. Um, and that actually tends to influence, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, how we believe that it's okay to show up. So if I take myself for an, an example, um, when I was a, a younger woman, I, I really spent a lot of time, you know, frankly, just doing what I loved. Um, a lot of what I did was very much um, athletics and movement oriented. I spent a lot of time doing very body oriented things and also taking care of myself in a particular way. And then I went to grad school yeah. <laughs> and then I found myself in context where there were other games to play and other um, rules or other sort of drives that people were being driven by that equated to what we might call success. And in the context of that, I started to bump into what felt like trade-offs. If I um, honor these certain parts of myself, if I do, you know, keep holding myself as a very intuitive body oriented person, will the people who are, um, you know, reading my master's thesis take me seriously, for example, some of these really almost personal kinds of conflicts. Then, you know, sort of fast forward, we go out into the world. My first job was at a boutique consulting, coaching, and training firm in the Bay Area. And in many ways, they were awesome, but they also really had a culture of we will, we will do anything that it takes to make this company financially viable and also to serve our clients, which meant things like staying up until all hours of the night, you know, working um, much, much longer than the regular hours that folks would work. And when you enter that kind of environment and you go, okay, well, that's what's being done here. That's what success is called here. That's how I'm being evaluated, for example, in my performance review here. Um, you start to be kind of butt up against that particular kind of trade-off. I may have departed a bit from your question, but ultimately I think um, where I'm trying to go with this is to say that uh, the, the soup that we swim in um, when it has a certain particular kind of goal that gets amplified and amplified, like we must succeed at all costs or we must, you know, increase the, the bottom line infinitely, for example, that these decisions that we make create certain kinds of cultures around us that have us then um, have to make choices where we leave parts of ourselves behind. And um, that I think both can really look like leaving parts of our um, connection to our own bodies, our own spirit, let's say our own selves behind, as well as leaving behind things that might be more like social mission orientation or care about others, for example. Um, so I tend to be very interested in how those things um, fit together, disappear at the same time, maybe can get rehabilitated at the same time, because um, I, I tend to see them pretty woven. Well, I mean, that's the, the conversation of, you know, very short-term success versus your holistic success, right? Your holistic success is you as a person. It's what you do. It's who you are, but on a larger scale, right? It's every part of you. Then there's the shade of you that comes out in certain parts like myself, right? At work, you know, I'm the, um, sometimes I have to put on the shade of, you know, business success. And at home, I have to put on the shade of, you know, being a good boyfriend to my girlfriend. But um, that holistic part is the most important part to make sure that, that you're there fully as yourself. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, right? I mean, everybody wants that. And the actual, you know, sort of rubber meets the road um, moments where you have to face that are sometimes really hard. Yep. No, I, I couldn't agree more. They, they can be the hardest. And I mean, that's the, that's why you, in the beginning that you had said, you know, you spent a lifetime doing this. I, I'm young and I'm still spending time doing it. <laughs> it's because you have to be dedicated to consistently checking in with yourself. Am I living a holistic life? Am I living a holistic life? 
Totally. And in many ways, I think that's where embodiment practices, um, you know, mindfulness practices, embodiment practices, these kinds of things can become helpful, which is um, in that moment where I need to check in with myself, can I even hear myself? Can I mm -hmm. feel anything? Do I know that I may have lost connection with something that mattered to me? Or am I in fact so numb or desensitized or just on the ride of whatever this other thread is that I, that I forgot to notice? Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So I have another question for you. Sure. And this question is about you and the impact you're creating. And the question is, how are you then making a positive impact in your community? Thanks. I love the question. Um, I, it's funny. So I've moved around a lot in my life. And in some ways, when I hear that question, my first thought is, oh my gosh, am I making a positive impact in my community? Because I could think, oh, community, like the, the people who live around the place that I live. Um, in the past, I'll just say this in case it's interesting to you or others. Um, I think when I'm plugged in and I'm in a community for a while, one of my primary ways of giving back tends to be to be a person who's a space holder for people to come and to be real. I do that sometimes in the context of hosting either, um, you know, women's circles or just sharing circles, potlucks. I also do that by hosting things like um, dance ceremonies or dance um, classes. Uh, I'm a teacher of a couple of practices, something called Nia Te Technique and something called Dancing Freedom, which you might put in the bucket of uh, conscious dance or dance that's more about, you know, healing and being yourself as opposed to you know, looking good or performing that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I also teach uh, voice work. So some of the more community oriented, I would say, um, space holding gifts that I have, I tend to give them pretty freely when I'm plugged into a community for a long time. And um, at the moment, I really operate uh, in what I might call more like a networked or a virtual kind of community my, you know, my community, my tribe, if you will, tend to be women who are typically working inside of organizations, sometimes folks who are entrepreneurs or founders, but the, you know, kind of the community, if you will, that I tend to serve really are often these, um, well, maybe social impactors, right, or change makers who are inside of communities, organizations, industries, who have a bit of a sense of there's nobody like me here, or I'm the only one. Um, so my, my service really tends to be to be um, giving back to them, both in terms of blogging, in terms of free programming, in terms of um, connecting them with one another, and really helping them to feel like they have um, somebody, to, to who, somebody who will have their back. Um, I think in, you might actually call that a gift of feeling less crazy, <laughs> uh, which I think yeah. can go a long way, right? If you're a person who's out there who has a vision, um, one thing that you need is to know you're not nuts and to know that other people have your back. Um, and so I think I, I tend to be a person who is pretty good at both um, reflecting that back to people and doing that very freely, as well as creating spaces, contexts, opportunity situations where you might meet other people that would help you feel that way. Hmm. No, that's amazing. And again, it doesn't have to be just, you know, the immediate local community, your community is whatever, um, whatever you serve, right? It could be extended, it could be online, it could be in person. But you, you I can tell just from what you've said that you're definitely making a, a positive impact in that community. Thank you. So the third question I have is uh, on business. And I'm curious to get your opinion on this because, you know, you've, you've, you've lived that uh, part of your life where it was very driven for, you know, an ROI and, and monetary gain. And now you're living uh, a little bit of a different life. So 
the question is, do you believe social impact as this grand idea? Do you believe it's an important part of business? I do. I actually believe that it's, um, should be an integral part of business. And I think that when it isn't something, I think when it isn't, it actually really contributes to what we might call the sense of either meaning depletion or actual energetic depletion inside of the business world. Um, it's an interesting question for me. I, so I'm currently a small business. I'm a, a single member LLC in my corporation, and I have a few folks who work with me in different capacities, but really um, I'm a small company at the moment. When I worked inside of a bigger organization, um, I tended to be the person who would additionally, through really volunteering, steward our scholarship programs, for example. Um, I also was a person who would help design projects by, by where our paying clients, which are often corporate clients, could also contribute to the communities of the folks who were being scholarshiped through the programs that we were running. And what I saw in doing that um, so often was that when a company and or you know an executive, when they weren't when they weren't doing that, when they weren't engaging in that kind of giving back and creating more of a, a strong social impact, that there was a lot of depletion, that they were in a big question about well, really, why am I doing all of this? Like where, where is the meaning in my life or where is the meaning in my work? And often people were also quite exhausted. And it was pretty striking to me how quickly someone who, even if they didn't know how, someone who would make a move to start um, using either the company's um, financial means or something else that the company actually had access to, to give back to um, even a small project that was a social impact project, suddenly everybody started to light up in a really different way. And all of this flow started to happen and all of this um, excitement would start to happen. And, um, and I, I just found that really striking. In fact, when we would run um, very long, nine day long executive leadership training seminars at this company, and the, the folks who were running businesses um, or on executive teams who would come to us, we would invite them to consider various ways they wanted to change after leaving the seminar. And they would um, often have a blank. <laughs> there would be a, an invitation to think about, well, something for either social impact or planetary impact as a, as a decision to make in leaving. And that would, that would very frequently be the thing they would not know what to write. Um, so I think sometimes it's a bit like, what do we do? How do we do that in a way that is coherent or makes sense even more than, oh, do we want to invest the funds or the resources in that? Um, but I, I see that it really makes a huge difference. Um, mm -hmm. and, in, and I would say in my own work, um, how would I describe this? That in the, in the coaching and the training and the consulting that I do, uh, I just, I have a really strong interest in supporting my clients to, keep in this question of how do you weave the worlds of where, you know, money is and isn't and power is and isn't such that business doesn't become um, kind of a dry uh, thing, but rather such that it, it does create this coherent loop that keeps feeding um, back and to really to trust deeply that that is generative and that that's actually um, even better than not doing so in so many ways. And that it's, it's potentially hard to measure the benefits of that, but that they can be um, surprising and in many ways they can be endless. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And I, I mean, 
I, I couldn't agree with you more that everything you're doing is definitely social impact driven uh, and that social impact is, is a core of how business should operate, right? Uh, it does become very dry. It does become very lifeless and very, uh, you know, dehumanizing if it's not there. Well, it kind of and, sounds silly. I mean, when I say it out loud, I'm like, wow, do I take seriously <laughs> if I say that? But, but the thing is, um, you know, I have the privilege to be working with a lot of executive men and women, frankly. Um, and it's like, it's no joke. Like, if you take it to an individual human level, the meaning depletion is a real thing and it's mm -hmm. what's killing us in many ways. And so if only for our own sake, which is not, not at all, of course, the only reason that we could do this or should do this, but if only for our own sake, we can't imagine any other reason besides for our own sake, try it, right? That mm -hmm. actually it's going gonna, it's gonna to feed you in a way that's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. So... Last question I have, and this question is your advice. And I'm curious, what's your advice for other people? What's your advice for people listening to this podcast to start making their own social impact in their communities? I think I can say a couple of things. And one is probably a reiteration of what I just said, which is um, if you're not sure why or how or where to start, um, check in with yourself about what would bring you a sense of meaning. <laughs> um, I don't know if more of your audience are folks who are really already doing this or folks who are considering um, creating more of a social impact. I think um, if I speak to the, the latter first, be um, taking the opportunity to listen to your own longing, if you can hear it, if you can find what that would be. And maybe it is something that seems a little silly, right? Like I happen to love kids or, you know, um, I saw this person on the street and they touched me in this way. It's like that, that small, that small of a, um, of a moment can really open a whole world in terms of what's possible. It's funny. I was at, um, the conscious company media women's summit recently. And I heard the story of a woman who's founded an organization that essentially takes, uh, food that's not being eaten and then repurposes it and makes it, <laughs> she does the logistics behind getting it into the hands of people who need the food. And, you know, it was like she was a student at Berkeley and she walked down the street and she saw um, some homeless people and was like, huh, I've got half a sandwich. What can I do about this? But really, you know, she also saw her dormitory giving away all this food and it was just like something that was personally touching to her and it became this entire um, amazing organization that's doing incredible social impact work. So sometimes I think it's really useful to, um, if you're not sure where to start, really just ask what touches you or ask what, um, what intrigues you and start pulling that thread. Mm. Um, I'd love to answer for the other group because I imagine the people who are drawn to this podcast are also folks maybe who are doing social impact work or who are already the choir. Um, and I think if you're that kind of person and you're listening, um, my my answer to the question, what advice do I have, would be also you got to do your own work first. Um, my sister actually lived and worked in Haiti for a while, and one of the things that she taught me through that experience of hers is how much um, impact intended work is also done sometimes from the wrong locations or the wrong maybe parts of ourselves, the wrong place. And um, the truth is the the 
your own centeredness, um, whatever vibe you're vibing, whatever shadow you happen to carry or whatever light you happen to carry, it's all going to play out and influence the way you make impact and the impact that you make. And so um, I also really tend to um, enjoy hanging out with people who are intending to make an impact, but maybe it's not going that well, or maybe it is going well, but there's something um, challenging about it and really be in those conversations about, well, what's, what's happening inside of you that might actually be the mirror or the hologram for what you're getting and the impact that you're trying to make. And is there room to ask yourself questions about that? Is there room to do a little bit of personal cleanup there? Is there room to get more fully embodied in the purpose that you have such that other stuff isn't leaking through? Um, because I don't, I actually don't, my check with myself. Do I believe this? Yeah, I think I don't believe that all socially impact intended projects are necessarily good for the world. And it's really useful if we can be aware of how the um, <laughs> how what we carry, our stuff, whatever that is, um, may be coming through when we're trying to make an impact. Um, not just you know, it's it's of course great to do it and beautiful that you have intentions, but be self aware as well. Thank you for answering both sides of that too. It's 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 funny. There are you know there are people who are trying to figure out how to build social impact in the world, and then there are people who are doing it. But you are right that we need to continually check in with these projects and opportunities that we make because uh, sometimes they might not be benefiting what we think they are. Uh, and it's always good to check in on those. And sometimes it just requires a little bit of a pivot. And then you're really really you're on that purposeful uh, mission to really help uh, make something better. It's true. It's true. And I think when you when you look inside of yourself, you can often see where the location of that pivot might be if you're really willing to look. I love that. That's amazing. So, um, Leanne, I just wanted to say, as we finish this podcast together, thank you so much for being here with me today. And again, it was only 20 minutes of your time, but uh, it impacted someone's life. Uh, and for that, I have to say thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you again for having me and much luck to you and what you're up to and, um, and blessings to your community. Oh, thank you so much. And if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to reach out and find you? Boy, is that a good question. Um, yeah. so you, can find, you can find me at uh, leadinginmotion.com is my website. We're actually going through a lot of rebranding and shifting. So if you look at it and it doesn't look like you, um, you can also send me an email. It's leanne at leadinginmotion.com. 